Welcome to episode 161, 161 of the Business Fabulous Podcast. Today, we are talking Harry and Meghan. Yes, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. We're talking about the Harry and Meghan Netflix series and the online business lessons we can learn from them. Stick around. I've got lots of details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking all about Harry and Meghan. That is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, all about their Harry and Meghan Netflix series and the online business lessons we can learn from them. There are so many business and branding lessons in those six episodes. There is just a truckload, and I'm going to detail everything here. I watched each of the episodes immediately when they landed. So they landed at midnight Pacific time, which is 2 a.m. Central time. That's where I am. And yes, I did stay up all night for each of these and watch them from 2 to 5 a.m. Then I wrote down my thoughts afterwards. I have a TikTok on the first three episodes, and then this covers all six. So my TikTok, if you want to check me out, I'm Bonnie L. Frank on TikTok. You can also go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Bonnie T-T, bit.ly forward slash Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E T-T. That is my TikTok. You will see the Harry and Meghan thoughts there. So the Netflix series is made up of six episodes. It's been referred to as a documentary. It's been referred to as a docuseries. And it also has been called a reality show, among other things. Regardless of what you call it, this is definitely one-sided. So it's not a documentary where people show both sides of the picture. And they say it from the beginning, this is Harry and Meghan's view and what has been going on with them and why they left being active royals, etc. So it is one-sided. It is their opinion. They make no bones about that. In fact, they talk a lot about the fact that it portrays their truth quote unquote, as they call it, their perspective, their thoughts, their ideas, their opinions. After I consumed not just these six episodes, after I consumed well over 100 additional hours of commentary from more than two dozen media sources, so I think that was a pretty good sample, I can tell you that there are many holes in this Netflix series. I learned a lot as I was going through all of this information, and I learned a lot of phrases that are used all over the UK. One I thought was funny, which was, I'm sick to the back teeth of them. So if you're saying that you're tired of somebody, you can say, I'm sick to the back teeth of them. I just thought that was funny. Okay. After sitting through all six hours, I really feel strongly that I could easily train for any marathon because it was absolutely an 
arduous journey to sit through those six hours. I did fall asleep twice during the first three hours. One royal reporter said that decent people dislike dishonesty. Anyone who has really studied the royals can see very clearly, I'm going to say in my personal opinion, allegedly, I feel there are different truths in this series. It was found that Netflix allegedly used stock paparazzi photos in the documentary and that they were actually paparazzi taking photos at the Harry Potter premiere, which was before Harry and Meghan ever met. And there were other photos taken of Michael Cohn, who was Trump's lawyer, and that was when he was on his way to prison. And there were other photos taken from Katie Price's drunk driving sentencing. And so all of the photos that were used, whether it was in the trailers or in the series itself, not all of them had anything to do with Harry and Meghan at all. A lot of the paparazzi photos and a lot of the paparazzi stories that they referenced were talking about the United States, not the UK. So it had, once again, nothing to do with them being active royals. So that's just a little bit of background. Some information that you need to know is that after 2012, paparazzi can no longer be invasive like they used to be able to. So when you think of paparazzi and you think of the royal family, you may, in fact, like most people, remember how Diana, Princess of Wales, how she was absolutely hounded by the paparazzi. Now, it has since come out. Diana would call reporters ahead of time and and give them a heads up as to where she was going to be. But she certainly did not want to be hounded. She did not want to be followed in a car, following her on scooters on both sides of her car and hounding her at an airport, all sorts of things. You know, she really was absolutely harassed by the media, 100% harassed by the paparazzi. And so since 2012, and because of her tragic death and because of many things that we have learned since then, you can no longer do that anywhere in the UK. So they left an area that had safeguards in place where the paparazzi could not hound them at all. Like Harry used to be, he used to be followed when he was a kid. And even when he was at Eton, you can't do that anymore. And so they left a place where that was safeguarded to now the United States. So uh, that's just a little bit of history that you should know. Protection, quote unquote, paid by taxpayers or the Commonwealth can only happen for working royals and during the actual hours that the working royals are working. They cannot be taken care of by protection. So they can't have, you know, the royal security. They can't have this major security with them all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter what they're doing. It only happens for working royals during the time that they are actually working. So when they are traveling to an event, when they are coming back from the event, when they're actually at the event, yes, they have the best of the best of the best security. However, in their normal everyday to day life, they don't. So if you're wondering if this is just a Harry and Meghan situation, It's not. The royal protection is paid by the taxpayer, but the taxpayer is only paying for the times where the working royals are actually working. Meghan said in the Oprah interview 
that her wedding was a spectacle. She actually referred to her wedding as a spectacle. However, in the Netflix series, she said that her wedding was beautiful and she talked about how wonderful it was, but she literally called it a spectacle in the Oprah interview. Recollections may vary. So I'm not really sure how Megan feels about her wedding from day to day because those are two very different ways of describing it. Megan said that she was shaken to her core, these are her words, from somebody in the crowd saying that she should not treat her father like she was treating him. Maybe that was in Ireland. I can't remember where it was, but it was somebody, you know, someone in the crowd, just a lay person that shouted out, you know, you shouldn't treat your father like that. And she said hearing that shook her to her core. She was really upset by that. Harry said that he was terrified at being yelled at by his brother, William, during the Sandringham summit. And Harry was in Afghanistan during two separate tours. I cannot imagine that no officers ever yelled at him during all that time in the army. I believe he was in the army for 10 years. But evidently, when his older brother yelled at him, he referred to that as being terrifying. This was questionable to me. Harry and Meghan just happened to be filmed at the exact moment that a text message came in from Beyonce, that Meghan received a text message from Beyonce. And then Megan proceeds to read it aloud into the camera. Now, it has since been reported that that filming took three takes. You see Harry's expression when she says Beyonce texted and you see him and it is an acted expression of awe. Nobody acts like that. He's kind of over the top acting. And it has been since reported that that was the third time. It took three takes for them to film that. So then, of course, that begs the question, how many takes did it take for them to film the entire series? And this is why people have called it a reality series or a reality show as opposed to a documentary, because it's not as though people were following them around and just took video, you know, just recorded whatever they saw and whatever they heard. So it is in that sense, in my opinion, and from what I've read, much more of a reality show. Megan's claiming to not know her half-sister's middle name. She also claims to not know her middle sister's birthday. Now, to put this into perspective, I want to tell you about my own family. My sister is 11 years, 11 months older than I am. And so I was six years old when she went to college. She graduated college. She came back for about two days after graduation, and we did not see her again for 12 years. I knew and still know her birthday, her middle name, and a whole bunch more about her. It's not as though her older sister, her name is Samantha, it's not as though her older sister was never around, but because of the age difference, she was around when Megan was younger, but not, for example, when Megan was in suits. I don't think she was around very much at that time. The fact that Megan says she has no idea what her sister's middle name is or when her birthday is, I really question Megan on that. I don't understand why a sister would not know that about another sister, whether it's a stepsister, a half-sister, a cousin, whatever it is. They did, in fact, live together for a period of time. So to me, that says a whole lot more about Megan than it says about their closeness or lack of it. The NHS, so the National Health Service, 
their website states that stress, and this is paraphrasing, that stress does not cause miscarriage. Yet, Harry flat out blames the male, which is a newspaper in London, blames the male for causing Megan's miscarriage. And this was the miscarriage that she documented. She wrote a Vogue editorial about it. I'm going to be very transparent here and tell you that I have had seven miscarriages and not one of the seven was anything like what she described. Nobody holds their belly like that when they're having a miscarriage. And you don't have this big dramatic scene when you have a miscarriage. It's just not like that. It just really isn't. And the way she described it, and if you read that Vogue editorial, she really describes it as a completely traumatic situation which miscarriages are and can be, and for me certainly were, traumatic, but the way she describes it, it was over-the-top drama and trauma. It was almost as though nobody has ever experienced pain like this, emotional trauma like this, except her. People, unfortunately, have miscarriages every day, and like I said, I had seven. So yes, they do happen. They happen for all sorts of reasons and they happen for no particular reason at all. And the NHS has said flat out, stress does not cause miscarriage. So just because you're under stress does not mean that you're going to be miscarrying a baby. So consult your medical provider. I am not a doctor. I'm just telling you my personal opinions and from my research. I did not discuss my thoughts about the last three hours of the docuseries, hours after it dropped, like I did for the first three hours, because to be honest with you, I was really sad about how much strife this family is undergoing. I feel terribly for many of the parties involved. I am only happy that the queen has passed away because she does not see all of this. She doesn't have to live through all of this. She certainly saw enough of this. It was happening when her husband, Philip, was dying in the hospital. That is when they taped the Oprah interview. So he was able to watch that as he was dying in the hospital. They had done all of the recordings. Everything was, as they say, in the can. It had already been edited by the time of Queen Elizabeth's funeral. So they went into Westminster Abbey, Megan ear to ear smile plastered on her face and they're shaking hands and they're kissing and they're greeting people knowing that they have just made an entire documentary all about how horrible the royal family has been to them and how awful their experience has been, et cetera, et cetera. As of December 18th, 2022, Harry and Meghan are asking the royal family for an apology. I don't know if that's going to happen, but they are demanding an apology. What I keep coming back to is the saddest and also, in my opinion, most unconscionable thing about this entire Netflix series, like I said, was at the Queen's funeral, all of the footage, all of the hours of interviews, all of the accusations, the barbs, the blaming, the attacks on the royal family and on the monarchy as a whole, all of that had already been recorded by the time we all watched Harry and Meghan walk into Westminster Abbey to attend Queen Elizabeth's funeral. They sat there surrounded by all of the very same people they spent countless hours trashing for a world stage. 
in my opinion, I don't even understand how they could have done that. I find that to be unconscionable. How can they shake hands with and kiss and smile to the very same family members they knew that in mere months, the world would see them accusing, bashing, blaming, and attacking? Harry Windsor and Meghan Markle are people just like you and me but they are also a brand. And Archwell Productions and all of the Archwell everything else's that they have created listed on the documentary, those are all businesses, their businesses. The bottom line message here is that your business is and will always be a reflection of you as a person, how you treat your employees, the photos that you choose to share online, the photos that you use for your branding, your colors, your fonts, and every piece of information in print, on audio, and on video, and even the photo that you choose to share for your holiday card. Check out what Harry and Meghan's holiday card photo is, by the way. Everything is a reflection of you and your business. You are your business. The name of my business is Bonnie L. Frank Coaching and Consulting, but whether or not your name is part of your business, you are always and will always be a reflection of your business. Everything you do, even outside of business hours, is now and will continue to be a reflection of your business. And that is something that was really drilled home to me when I was a teacher. And anyone who has ever been a teacher knows that eyes are always on you when you're at the grocery store, if you are out to dinner with friends, if you're on a date, anywhere you are and anything you do is up to judgment because you are a teacher. And teachers are held to very different and often much higher standards than lay people. So is the royal family. And Harry and Meghan, although no longer working royals, are in fact still members of the royal family. People refer to them as though they're no longer part of the royal family. They are. Harry will always be. And as long as Harry and Meghan stay married, she will always be part of the royal family. Even if they are no longer working royals, they are still members of the royal family. And what they do and how they do it is, and in my opinion, will always be a reflection of the royal family, of the monarchy. The business lessons here and the branding lessons here, in my opinion, are so crystal clear. Harry and Meghan, in my opinion, are doing such damage, such horrible damage to their own brand and to the businesses that they have been building. It's all under Archwell and they are really damaging those, in my opinion. I would love to know what you think about it. Feel free to let me know any comments you've got. You can email me, listener at bonnielfrank.com. You can leave me a SpeakPipe voice message. Head over to my podcast page, bit.ly forward slash business fabulous. Right in the middle of the page is a bright orange button. Click it, start talking into whatever device you're using, and you've got up to 90 seconds to let me know what you think about this episode, episode 161 or any other episode. I would love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. We'll talk soon.